Diablo Bang. Ashley's gonna fall off the bar stool here. Oh, oh boy, belly up, belly up to the the court bar. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, and that's an actual fact. It is. You have fallen on the podcast previously. All right. Oh, well, I just meant on a bar stool. Well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> you've had a few spills on a bar stool, have you? Yeah, <laughs> but not not because I was drinking. Mainly too much. just for storytelling purposes. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was making animated. a point. She was like. So the gun goes like this, and then she did the gun sound, but also kicked her foot. So she just kicked herself off the bar stool. It was in Philly, and I swear to you, the entire bar stopped. Like, if there was a record playing, it would have gone, and it would have stopped too. And every, because that was a high bar stool. Yeah. And she did what you should never do. I'm not you know, drunk. As a bartender. I'm not drunk. Uh, uh, trust me, I'm not drunk. Oh yeah, it's like sure, yeah. I did it because I'm an idiot, not because I'm drunk. That I'm reminds drunk. me of uh, I might have shared this on jerk practice, but uh, the last time it's very vivid to me. You know, I haven't bartended in a minute, but the last obviously I bartended for a long time and saw a lot of people fall off their their share of stools. But the last one was the most. It'll get. It was Night Court Gallows animated. This guy was sauced up. He was at a work event. He was in over his head. He had too much to drink. And his boss was Mr. Like Red Nose. Like, here we go. We're on a convention. Let's do it. And he's like, set us up two more shots, though. Two shots of scotch. So it's like, oh, oh this is instantly bad. This is instantly not going to go well. <laughs> oh. So I set him up because that's like uh, where I worked. That was like a $50 tab. You got it. And uh, I set him up and like uh, like out of a Looney Tunes cartoon or out of Indiana Jones, this guy, <laughs> they pick up their shot glasses. This guy takes it down in one gulp, sets it down, smiles, and instantly his eyes roll. Then I had high bar stools. His <laughs> eyes roll back in his head. And it would have been funny except and he just falls like a sack of fucking wheat onto it would have been fine if he just fell on the floor but he fell backwards perfectly because he was dead weight and his it was like million dollar baby his head and neck just caught the table that was right behind him and i was like oh my god this guy it was one of those falls where he's like this guy's dead this guy's dead but sure enough he's like because he had that loose drinking body he just pounced that woke him things. up, pounced him right up. He sobered him Woo! up. Woo! It's better <laughs> yeah. than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh a man. Serious head head trauma. God. Well, how was? Do you have a good night? Court. Court. All right. I had a good one. I had a long. I had a long night. Court. A long night of night. Court. Long night of night. Court. Ashley had a long night of just roused about. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, all right. Please rise. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pregnant, so I don't sleep no. through a lot. No, like I, uh, you don't get deep sleep because you're uncomfortable. The baby's moving. You're huge. Everything aches. You have to pee every hour. So, also coincidentally, we're having like record highs for this time in Columbus. So oh, yeah. it's like. D- dead of summer weather so our neighbors 
in the building just across the street from us. And when I say street, I mean like little cobblestone street. So yeah. not far from us at all. They have a huge front patio. Yeah. Uh, and they've been getting Randy the last few nights, which is totally fine. And that I can tune out with an episode of Forensic Files. Cool. But like... They start getting really randy and they start like fighting and stuff. For, so like two nights ago, they yeah, were the guys, like, banging on like doors, just like screaming a woman's name, you know, like Stella, Stella. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, huh? So it's getting Rudy and Tootie. And then our neighbors, we o- there are only two apartments in our building that we live in. It's two, you know, two floors. We live above two shops. Our neighbors. Um, are in the restaurant industry, so they work late. Totally fine. We're used yeah. to that. But last night, they were just, I I don't know. They were, like, walking like elephants and yelling. I think they, they had been out. Oh, every every Saturday, you're going to get it right now, too, because it's football season. Did you say they had for fentanyl? OSU? Oh, if only they had some crocodile. Uh-huh. Some crocodile. No, it's just that fighting and fucking weather. It's so hot. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go out drinking, you just get Well, and everybody's getting day drunk on Saturdays because OSU's playing. So you're getting day drunk, and then you're getting hungover at, like, 7, and then you're starting over at 9. Oh, God. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. So so it's one of those things, like, it was just a clusterfuck of events last night that just kept me awake, and then, you know, you get annoyed, so then... Even when something's not happening and making noise, you're like, oh, do you remember five minutes ago when that fucking woke you up? That pisses me off. And then you can't go back to bed. And then I got this hound over here. Speaking of sacks of wheat, won't like a light. Won't move. Doesn't move. Is kind of impeding my space. And every once in a while just has the most fucking wicked snore. Just one. That's all you need. And then it'll start. It's like a... It's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's violent, but it only happens once every like 25 minutes. Like. And then I'm good. And then, then it'll stop. Like he hasn't moved either. Sounds like, uh, sounds like, uh, somebody needs to bring it to the court. Yeah, speaking of not fighting and fucking weather, that's today's episode. Not fighting and fucking. Frigid. Frigid. Frosty. So everybody, please rise for your judge, Casey Van Heel, and the lovely district attorney, Ash Van Gehring. Hello. And the the bailiff of bailiffs. Hans Carl Freiwald. We're all a little tired. I think we're all a little tired, but we're. I think no. I think I think Hans is definitely Hans is art in this episode. He's Doctor Toilet to the max. No, no, I don't know if you caught it. Art doesn't say toilet. He said turlet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's got that Brooklyn. Art is great. Oh my god, we'll get into him. him. Thank God for uh, uh, yeah. uh, I'll get into it. So we're at season two. It's episode ten. Um. Just about getting to halfway peak of the season, and this episode's called the Blizzard. I got the description here for us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut the description for lack of spoiler because we got a good one. Yeah. So it's a blizzard. We we see this to start off with. A blizzard traps the gang inside the courthouse without supplies and an electrical failure. Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll go with. So, 
Here we go. We're starting in chambers, a little off, a little off from the uh, from the yeah. old cafeteria, but we're in chambers for a reason. Because boy, oh boy, it's a winter wonderland in New York. It actually, it's been oh, hooting yeah. and tooting, hot and randy in New York too. So that that those old snowflakes looked pretty nice to me, actually. Um, I know. I honestly thought about that. I was like, oh, remember weather when it could be cold enough to snow? So cold that shuts the city down? I could go for some of that right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Some hot cider, some cocoa, a blanket. Mm-hmm. Or just a bottle of vodka and wine and forensic files for 48 hours to the oh, point yeah. of when yeah, you come to too. and it's like, I got to be at work in five hours. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God, you're just like a standing fucking goose pimple. Um, <laughs> like I wish I, know, Casey, I was solving a murder because I'm so experienced You right know, now. when you're a kid, you just kind of like- Stay up a little too late. Oh, don't yeah. really do your homework because you're kind of banking on a snow day. Casey would do that in New York City, just banking on a, of course. you know, if if it stays this bad and the buses shut down. Oh, that was the, my. Yeah, like. <laughs> you, I knew the bus schedule backwards and forwards once the snow started because I was like, I'm getting out of this brunch shift. Oh, like, oh yeah. The buses aren't working. Sorry, can't come in. Or I don't know if you guys have ever been on shift and the weather starts to shift. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a restaurant get more and the restaurant staff become more in a commotion. I got to get out of here. Get these customers. I'm going to miss my train. And sadly, one time they pushed it to the limit. This like kind of more bureaucratic restaurant I worked for. They pushed it too far. And this poor guy. Um, boy, I wish I could. His name was Rob. Uh, we called him Rob. He was from um, Pakistan. And. um he he was an older guy. He was in charge of coffee. Just one of those randy, sassy, pear-shaped Pakistani mm-hmm. fellas that have been hustling yeah. his whole life. Sage-like guy, but a goofball. And <laughs> this poor... But also the guy that you'd say, oh, this poor guy, all the time. Yeah. They pushed it too late. He lived deep Bronx, and he was like, oh, okay, no. I'm going to walk. He showed up two days later because it was a day off, and he was... It was, again, like Looney Tunes. I was like... He's the sickest man I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, Rob, what, what's the matter? He's like, I walked to 286th Street. I was like, you gotta go to the He's hospital. He's still cold. And he did. He had, he had pneumonia. He had to go to the hospital. Fuck. Oh, God. But no, some I, of him this... was like, I told you so. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. It's like, just coughing that, like, uh, it's like I get it. Like, I've been there. Like, to, like, been, like, I, just to prove that point, like, yeah, you wanted me. Like, I've come into work so sick because they're like, "Well, you got to come in," and then I come in and I'm like throwing up in front of the customers. I'm like, <laughs> "See, I'm so see, sick." I told- <laughs> <laughs> no, but the episode did make me like wistful, like those days where the city, do- you know, it shuts down because if it snows in New York, it's two days. Yeah, maybe. it's it's yeah. it's legit. If it's legit right now with all the resources and the cleanup that's happened in the last, you know, 40 years, mm-hmm. nearly since, you know, the 80s New yeah. York, then think of the 80s New York, like oh, God, legit yeah. shut down. It yeah. did. But I also admit this might have been so we moved to New York and this shifted by the like before you guys left, like, like, Early on, like they kind of didn't shut the city down as much, and then finally they took so much shit that now it's like De Blasio's the mayor now, but now the mayor's office is like they're just fuck it. They don't they won't take any yeah. flack, so they just shut down early. So there's been a few times where they shut everything down, and it's like 
I didn't really have to do that. And because well, get... didn't it all stem from that time the snowplow guy scumbagged the city? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, we're not coming to work, and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it's like tough shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know a guy. Uh, I go to. I guess we should shift, but uh, it's pertinent. I know a guy who's in charge of a lot of like a um. What would you call it? Not a battalion, but a a a, a series of those plows in in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And this guy is a salty motherfucker. So you don't. You say one cross word to him, he'll make winter horrible in Brooklyn in 2018. Like, he is so vindictive. It's like, oh, you don't like what I do with the park system? Because he's in charge of, like, clearing the snow. He's like, you know what? 50% of the parks, I'm not plowing them all. We're going to pay for signs, save some money, say you can't come into the park today. I was like, oh, my God. All right. This guy's got the authority. A real Uh, Selma. But, all right. So, we got the snow. We got... Two that are sassin, a little Mac two, and Dan, yeah. and two that yes. are reminiscent, I would say. Yeah. Harry and, and the, uh, our friend, the over, 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 over actress, Billy. Yeah. This this episode, oh, it's man. not a Billy episode, but this episode, She's her here. face, she... I don't know if she read a review that said she wasn't expressive enough or if she got a bad note from a director, but holy Lord. She turned it up. It's 11. I'm not one to talk. It's 12. But, uh, so now I guess now it's like karma. Now I have to sit through essentially the female me. And I'm just like, <laughs> fucking tone it the fuck down. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, speaking of not toned down, because we get into it, Harry is hanging out the window. With a cup. With a glass, pint glass. And he comes in and it's full of snow. And he pivots to Mac, and he's like, "Hey, Mac, look, snow." Do you got? Do you have the line? I don't have the exact line. Mac's he's like, like, "That's I'll- great, sir. I'll put it in the fridge for later, for summer." For yeah, summer, I'll just yeah. put it in the fridge so we have something to play with next summer. It's fucking hairy. Fucking Mac, Mac was not having it this episode. So, but then you know, uh, Billy responds to that. She's like, "Oh, come on, guys, don't you love winter?" Uh, you know, winter wonderland, this and that, all those winter euphemisms, Jack Fr- yeah. Frost nipping at your nose. And I love this. And Dan's like, oh yeah, that lush <laughs> down in the lobby. He got me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then art from maintenance comes yep. in Fuck and we learn yeah. that not only is it snowing, it seems that the heat and possibly the plumbing is oh, out man. in the building. Yeah. He's definitely the bear of bad news. He's letting everybody As know always. just how bad it is. And real quick, just because, uh, I mean, Art comes in and really uh, really uh, saves the day. I think old Art is deserving of a little uh, more information here. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll enter in a little taste on Mike Finnerman right now. Ooh. All right, here we go. Our man Art, the janitor. Played by Michael Finnernan, born September 21st, 1948. He's an American former diver, and ni- that's definitely not our Mike Finnernan. Okay, uno momento. I could see it coming. <laughs> ah, here we go. Mike Finnernan. Mike Finnernan, uh, this is going to be short. Oh boy. Uh, Mike Finnernan played the reoccurring role of Art Fensterman. That's creative. Uh, the court building custodian of Night Court. We all know that. In addition to this, though, in addition to that role as Art, 
Mike made special appearances on CBS's The White Shadow, Knott's Landing, CBS's Simon and Simon, and Cagney and Lacey. He's a CBS man. No, wait. We got NBC's Facts of Life. Got some Remington Steel. Woohoo. Uh, his last appearance was on an episode of Married with Children. So we haven't seen old Mikey F. in a while. Uh, he was in the movies Dream On, Johnny Dangerously, and The Rocketeer. Uh, he's still kicking, according to a Facebook page, that um, Mike Finnerman looks crazy. All right, let's see what's going on on Facebook. We need a little more Mike action here. Mike Finnerman. Oh, here we go. Here's a post. I'm sorry, guys. If you're attempting to contact me, I have made numerous attempts. If you're attending, attempting to contact Mike, I have made numerous attempts at making contact, but haven't received any response. I apologize in advance. Thanks, admin. I don't know if that's an administer of his page. Well, I got some good news and I got some bad news. What's the bad news? Oh, my God. His last post was December 25th, 2014. Merry Christmas, everybody. What's the good news? There isn't any. <laughs> I lied. We forgive you, Art. All right, we don't have much Mike. I, I gotta tell you. Well, he was great in Night Court. I'm sure that episode with Mary with children is damn good. And though he's looking a little rough, I'm sure he's his spirit is smooth as silk, as always. Rest in peace, or no... Uh, good job, Mike Finneran. What are you going to do next, Art? Give the plumbing a shot. We've got icicles hanging out of the faucets and most of the toilet water is frozen over. <laughs> and we're back. He's so Rudy's dad as well? Yeah! You know Rudy's dad thought he would... Or did, did we hear that last time? I, it's so crazy and off. He thought his dad was Arnie uh, Desi Arnaz until he was 14. Oh, good Oh, Rudy's. Really? Yeah, that's what Patty Duke, his mom, told him. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Old Mike Finnerman's no man's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's man. He's father to no one. <laughs> he's his, uh, which isn't a bad thing. He's his. He's a. Uh, he's a lone wolf, and he's, he's looking wolfy is. with that sweet mustache. Did he always have a mustache? No, right? No, no. no he I don't did think not. He, he looks fucking awesome. He has the voice that belongs. To a mustache. So whether he had one or not, he sounds like he had a mustache. He just has a mustache right. kind of Brooklyn dad voice. Uh, he's so good. So he comes in, as always, like you said, he's uh, he's always got the bad news. Uh, what what? I'm not sure what the bad... Oh, he can't fix the heater, so they're freezing. Yeah, that's right. The heat is... Can't yeah, and, he, and he's also said that the plumbing is, is having issues as well. Because that's when he says turlets. Because we always we have we watch everything with closed captioning, so I'm like I hear him say "turlet," but the closed captioning says "toilet." Oh, it does. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't adjust. Yeah. They didn't adjust nope. for turlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it looks like some. Well, now I finally got a job. I have my my uh, call to action. Hey, you guys need a toilet turlet man in your closed captioning <laughs> offices. <laughs> I, Johnson, get in here. I need you to go through the past 112 years of cinema and change all the toilets to turlets. Sounds like a bad supervillain thing. Yeah. I will change all closed captioning from toilet to, to turlet. turlet. 
all your favorite movies like The Godfather. Go, the gun is behind the turlet. <laughs> the Dumb and Dumber scenes where he takes yeah. poops in the turlet. Well, I don't think that would really ruin the movie. <laughs> that, that Dumb and Dumber toilet scene really got dumbed up when they said turlet. Uh, all right, speaking of Dumb and Dumber, he mm-hmm. says the toilets are frozen over. Sure enough, yep. old Selma walks in with a lighter, hands over some paperwork, and says, uh, hey, we got a minute? Holds up a big old flame. I'll be back. I'll be back, and I'll be I'll be right I'll be back, because old Selma's got to take a dump. No, I'll be in the ladies' room. Oh, for a while. Ooh. Estelle is style. Hold it. Is that the joke? Because I wrote it down, and I said I don't get the joke. I think is she she's- shitting onto a frozen toilet? Yes, like, but she's going to first, like she's uh, uh, ice fishing. She's going <laughs> to melt a hole in the middle. No. Yes. That's the joke. No. The, needle. the toilets maybe. Th- no, that no. What oh, else could that joke hound. be? What else could that joke I, be? I really didn't know. I didn't get it at all. And it got a laugh. It it's, popped. It's the, well, it's the, the, the zinger before the credits. And I was just like, what happened? She's gonna I thought take she was a- just warming herself by a lighter. Like, that's what I thought too, and then she said, "I'll be in the ladies' room," and everybody was like, "Baha!" And I was like, what "Frozen the fuck toilet does that mean? gag from Art to Selma to lighter to ladies' room, ice fishing dumps, it, ice fishing dumps." You just laying one on top of that frozen. Yeah, but maybe I'm getting too technical. Like the pipes may be frozen. It doesn't mean the water in the toilet is frozen. So she's gonna lay a dump in a broken. Art says toilet. toilet's frozen over. And they said, he said, well, something about what are we going to do there? He's like, I think that's why God gave us natural body heat. No. Oh, butt cheeks are going to, your toots. It's like not scientific. I'm Dr. Toilet here. (laughs) Take it from the expert. Okay, I'm just Professor Turlet. (laughs) In England, they call me Professor (laughs) Turlet. England, (laughs) Mississippi. Um. <laughs> I'll make a culpa of this. All right, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, and then I have like Dan had a funny line. Just I just like the line glaciers in the commodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Dan is <laughs> Dan. Dan's hot in this. Oh this my god, wow. is he ever? Dan, oh, we'll, we'll get into it. These a body heat. Uh, yeah, this one is uh, it's it's politically rife, if you will. We're getting there. So um, we uh, we are back. Right, we're From we're, intro, we're in yep. ch- uh, the court, we're in, and yep. let's bring the case. Um, really quickly, Billy is still peddling before we start the case. Her never miss an opportunity. It's this. refreshing, and no, because Dan no, has a good line, and Dan is arguing, and he says, "While Nanook may think it's refreshing, the rest of us are uncomfortable." We should get out of here. Yeah, like, that's when we realized like oh, this yeah. is now that the heat has been off. Like everybody is cold. It is freezing in the. It's incredibly uncomfortable. So so Dan is voting for let's let's hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Um. Either call a recess or just let let's all go home. Yeah. Harry's not having it. So Kaiser Dan could have possibly saved everybody from yeah, being stuck. True. Well, we've discovered old high horse Harry, Heinrich von Harry, because uh, Dan goes, you have about on. six layers under there, don't you, sir? It's good to be the king. Ugh, God, he acts like a king this episode, too. He bossing Mac around like a surf. Uh, 
So then we get our case of the day, and it's uh, puppies. Puppies. Classic New York. Classic New York guy with this big, big old hound Garth. Oh and yeah. Friend of the show, the character best. actor extraordinaire Jack Riley. Love him. Takes a turn as a stuffy New York dog owner. I don't know if I. I guess he kind of comes off stuffy at the beginning, but uh, as soon as him. you, no, as I, soon as the plot unfolds, I'm like, oh, he's easily the most normal guy in this episode. I oh, think yeah. for purposes right now at this time in the show, he's absolutely stuffy. Warren Warren Wilson is his name. Warren Wilson for for name. this moment at this time, he's got this. Uh, it's her name is Simone. She's mm-hmm. a prize winning poodle, and she's that white fluffy poodle with pink bows. Yeah, you know, legit. Like it reminds me of One Hundred One Dalmatians. How you kind of, the dog matches yeah. the owner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're going for right now. By the um, way, those poodles, maybe like the Westminster Award winning are fine. We had two of those like, quote unquote, pr- there were two of those quote unquote prize winning poodles across the street from me. And they were mean as hell. The worst. But the worst also it's like, the yes, they're white and fluffy from a distance. You get close and it's not against them, the dogs. They have the rusty like blood like stainy around their mouth and eyes uh, they're gross gross they're the grossest dogs. dogs ever yeah because they're mean as hell yeah they're just little little rats don't you yeah. pet them and they're always a little greasy too yeah they got that like Jeez. unwashed hair grease yeah maybe they're not supposed Yuck. to wash their hair i, I don't know because you can't touch the dog long enough uh so we find out the case is the two dogs uh the two gentlemen the classic new yorker large sort of italian looking dude and then jack riley we find out that the new yorker guy the guy who owns the large dog got beat around the face neck and chest with a a rubber bone oh yeah he sure did uh because we find out that the of the garth the large dog defiled simone the prize-winning breeder breeding poodle and essentially Warren's upset and Warren is explaining to the judge, you know, I did this because she was violated and we I've spent a lot of money on this poodle and I've also spent a lot of money on, you know, prize winning, well-bred poodles for her to breed with. Mm -hmm. And then the New York Garth's owner, I forget his name in the show, is defending Gambino Gambini. Yeah, because they're saying, well, you know, your dog wasn't on a leash like Garth, all dogs. This is very still Mm -hmm. New York rules and regulations. Dogs must be on a leash at all times unless it's a designated area where you don't have to have. And he was like, well, he chewed through the leash to get to her. She let him on. Mm -hmm. She's a trollop. Symbolism for the misogyny in 80s night court. Yeah, exactly. No, it was, and it was literally, if you closed your eyes and had no idea they were talking about dogs, I'm, yeah. I'm knee deep into a binge of Law and Order SVU. And I was like, this could be a he said, he said, she said rape trial. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really like, it was funny and yeah. disturbing all at the same time. And Gambino Gambini calls Warren a dog pimp. Basically. Yeah, he runs he's the like largest a- kennel of uh, prostitution in the city, and he's not ashamed of it, as we'll later find out. Nope. Was Garth always a nerdy name, and 
has it been denertified since Wayne's World, or has it just been like you don't use the name anymore because it's too associated with Garth Campbell? I, I didn't or know. Garth, I don't know what Garth's like. Oh, I guess there's Garth Brooks. Algar. Huh? Garth Elgar. Elgar. Yeah, I, yeah, the first thing I thought of was Garth Brooks. Like, I don't know. I didn't know any Garths growing up. My only reference to Garth before Wayne's World would have mm-hmm. been Garth Brooks. I never thought of it as a nerdy name. Not only because of Garth Elgar's character. Like, yeah, Garth Brooks and then the comic book writer Garth Ennis. Well, I'm just saying that because Harry laughs at the name Garth and it gets a big laugh. And then old Garth kind of growls at him. Or- and he's like, yes. oh, it's a good name for a dog. But maybe that's just because it's a human name for a dog. Maybe that's the Yeah, joke. I yeah. think that's what they were going for. Like, you know, we if you hear a dog and it's like, uh, well, you know. I, I, Richard. You know, it has just like a, yeah. a very undog sounding name. Sure. Yeah, it's not like Bailey or Riley, mm-hmm. which I get weirded out now if I have. If I meet kids that name, because I'm like, those are dogs names. Well, there's um, a lot of yeah, dogs names happening. Yeah. Um, I guess Warren. I got a dog yeah, named Warren. That's true. And he's gay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so anyway. So yeah, so there's a bit and there's a going back and forth of, of whose fault it actually was. And- Warren has a great insult I wrote down and he when he's when he's talking to the New York guy, he's like, shut up, mud face. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what? And, um, but it's, it's very delivered, by the way, because we know Warren. He played the yeah. amazing uh, killer uh, clown. God hates so a clown cool. or whatever. He's the amazing clown from season one. Mm-hmm. But that mud face line is delivered very much a la yeah. that clown character. Right. And, and so Garth, Garth's owner is for the prosecution so dan dan is with them because he the the gentleman the owner is actually the one that received the the bone abuse Mm -hmm. so dan has documents proving that the whole cause of this incident which is the quote-unquote defilement of simone Mm -hmm. um did not lead to a pregnancy simone the dog is the poodle is not pregnant so Kind of their their claim is you just attacked him, but there was no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Um, and Warren's defense is that yes, but now I'm out. I'm going to be out this money because now she won't go near a poodle. Ooh, she likes a Garth. Which yeah. is they didn't say it like they didn't say it at all. And the Garth's owner is white. But mm-hmm. I literally was like, it was definitely, I felt it was like a once you go black, you never go back. Once you go Garth, you never stray a farth. All right, we'll go with that one. <laughs> a farth. <laughs> By the way, there's a, there's a, I feel like this is an improv moment. One of two that are kind of back to back. You guys tell me because it was sharp. Uh, so he goes like, yeah, once you go Garth, you never go a farth. And uh, Garth, the dog. Puts his paw up, oh, and yeah. Dan kind of just grabs and goes, "Yeah, congratulations." I was like, "That yeah, too, right, yeah, uh, that was very off the cuff, like just the way I thought." Larroquette was sharp, if not fine, good line. But then it cuts to my favorite. We get an aside from Bull and Selma. Oh yeah, sure. Which I have to. I always am going to write these down and put these in because I love this new thing 
that some episodes have of them being like the Greek chorus to these mm-hmm. cases. Oh yeah, the uh, who are those Muppets in the uh, old rafters? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's so funny. So Bull just kind of comes up to Selma, and they have an as- that one of those aside moments that we've seen a lot this season. And he goes, "Tough one to call, a tough case to call, right?" And Selma goes, men are men are men are men. I'm rooting for the poodle. And uh, this is this is really uh, that line's maybe close, but this is really like the start to uh, notice a lot of Selma's humor. Uh, I guess it always have, but has been, but now it's very much like. I've had the worst life ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple husbands. They're not even human to her. It's yeah. some, some serious shit going on. Uh, uh, yeah, good we, call. And then there's a gag that I don't like that they keep when they tried to call court into session. Harry was going to bang his gavel, but it's icy, so he doesn't do it. So uh. when they f- finish the case, he's about to do it again. And he's like, well, there's ice on it. Well, so he, he bangs the gavel three. and the gavel breaks, and then Harry, old Art's behind him, and this is the little improv moment again that I thought was kind of, f- or like, just like, they're like, we're live, we're in front of an audience, let's go to it, and he goes, Art, hammer, like a fucking, doesn't even say please, Art hands him a hammer, and then before Harry even bangs the hammer, which he will do and break the gavel plate, Art has already pulled the, the plastic mallet out of his hand, he's got it out of his hand. Which I think the gag is, this is so fucking hairs and hairs and hairs. I think the gag is then he goes, because he goes, I should have asked for the plastic mallet, but Art's already got in his hand and he basically hands it to him before he says the line. He's like, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Fuck it, keep it. Uh, So the icy gavel, it's decided Warren is guilty. Fines. Fines. He has to pay the fine. Uh, They're taking the dogs to be examined by the... uh, dog department at night court as per regulation apparently uh and then uh warren we find out what warren really thinks (laughs) well first bull so selma takes the poodle Mm -hmm. bull takes garth and bull goes to dan hey do you do you think it's okay if i give him a bone and Dan goes, well, if you're sure you're done with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good <laughs> Which joke. Which I loved. It was just such a good joke. I love Bull and Dan. Like, yeah. it was it was on point. It was fine. I feel like, yeah, um, we haven't had a lot of that. So it was a bit no, of a... No, they haven't really zinged each other much. Yeah, yeah was, and then Selma... I didn't... It, it goes completely with what you just said, Hans. Selma has a, a bit with the poodle similarly and i don't have the exact line down does anybody no i don't have it either so essentially selma's holding the poodle and warren says to selma you know she's she's essentially to the point of like she's gonna be scared Mm -hmm. you know just try to be calm and, and nurturing with her she's gonna be upset if she's not around me and Selma goes I'll just tell her my life story oh, yes yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah that's what and I'm maybe talking she'll about. feel maybe she'll feel better about herself Selma a dog's so, yeah, life so, for Selma. so yeah absolutely Hans like I don't know what's what's switching the writer's room and her zingers are still funny but yeah we're getting we're getting a little deep yeah she's in the midst of an existential crisis like she's it, just like what's yeah, it all mean we might be more right than we know. 
so yeah, all right. Now you can go. Now it comes. Now it. Now crux, it comes to uh, the crux of the episode. The whole day we find the spine of it. So uh, Dan's packing up his briefcase, and Warren, Jack Riley, turns around and uh, is just sort of like small talk. And Dan is, you know, doing his bit. He's like, "Hey, no hard feelings. I know you're just doing yeah. your job." Oh, and one more uh, thing. Yeah, and one more thing. Uh, I think you're very handsome. And Dan's like, attractive. what? Attractive. Stops and Dan then, cold in his tracks and then... Hulks his briefcase apart. He's uh, so f- flustered by the Warren saying that he's handsome and, you know, insinuating they should go on a date. Yeah, I mean, it's established instantly that Dan is totally homophobic, totally insecure, as was like, and that's like, now, it, that's one of those things where now you look at it and you're just like, oh, I hmm. fucking hate that guy, because it's just shifted so much in the appropriate direction where it's like, yeah, if you see somebody that intolerant, it's like, God, I hate to do this because I, I don't think it's appreciated, but it's like. It's like if you see somebody that intolerant to, like, race or something, you're just like, Jesus, that guy is a fucking living in a turlet or something, like, in a cave. But, like, I and guess now, I, like, with the laughs, you're just like, oh, yeah. It was really, really stigmatized. And well, obviously think, people would say it still is, but. I, I think it's it still is a little bit, but I, I definitely think we're past the sitcom gay jokes, but I, I still... I wouldn't be surprised if you saw something like that on the King of Queens that got a laugh or like uh, a two show and a half like men. that. No. Yeah, like Sheldon. Like, what made you think? Like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm you're gay. right. I, I'm a nerd. I definitely think a CBS show, and I don't think I was very worried and well, hesitant yeah, when I didn't know where when these jokes were being made because essentially. Dan is is clearly freaked out and remember that Dan's kind of a a dandy and we like, you know, in the show, we like, quote unquote, poking fun at that. But Dan's also, as we've decided, you know, so we may Mm -hmm. be incorrect, the Midwestern dad's favorite character. Yeah, right. For some that, you know, it's totally represent represents that guy. So. You know, the offense level is on point and and Dan's like, so wait. That means you're obviously doesn't say gay, and the other guy goes, "Aren't you?" I love that shit. And and then that's how you get him. It gets it gets even bigger, and Dan kind of makes a flamboyant, you know, gesture and stuff. What made you think that? Well, what do you think? And he was like, "Well, I thought we had this eye thing going." He's like, "That's a twitch." Um. So so basically, Warren's like, "My bad," but I'm. I was very worried yeah. that we were stepping into, you know, fairly offensive slash dangerous territory in the fact that I was honestly debating, like, we shouldn't really comment on it one way or another because yeah. we shouldn't acknowledge it happening. Also, we'll get into it more once we get further in the episode, but we also have to realize, like, this isn't the 80s that we were growing up in. In, in terms of, like, God, I, I didn't really know a lot about gay people, so it was right, kind yeah. of, like, a no harm, no foul, like, kind of thing. But this is in the midst of the AIDS epidemic in New York City. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, well, there's a lot of things to say about this. 
One, that's a really good point because the character of Dan is so bifurcated or like he has to carry like these two dynamics on his shoulders as as a character. I just realized it's such a good point because he carries the Midwestern uh, rootin' tootin' raspberry like Mm -hmm. every man, quote unquote, but he also carries the New York metrosexual on his yeah. shoulder. So he like, he really does have to relate to two different, uh, categories. And, you know, cause that's, we find what's humorous in what we know. Right. So he has to carry those two. I think we, I think there's some Dan apology going on here. I think we can comment on it. Like, cause he, <laughs> there's like the territory, like there's a point where he's like, I don't want to wear a gay man's coat like when he discovers that it's this at this like a boyfriend's coat he's like repulsed so there's like no no no. i think i think the the message is salvaged like i i think they do a very good job especially considering what was happening at this time that we were kind of too young to to understand completely like they definitely did a great job this episode because they could have easily made the Warren character like that quote unquote oh, exactly. like, flamer type. Oh, like like Jack from Will Figulous. and Grace. Like, yeah, that's just, yeah. Like, that's a great point. Like he play like I said, like it's it's not pandering. He plays the most normal guy in the episode without a quote unquote normal. Uh, I should say normally he plays the most sane character on the episode. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll and we'll get to the. Mm-hmm. the the serious stuff later but basically so you know warren's like okay my mistake and heads out of the courtroom and dan is still befuddled by all of this and he screams i've never even slapped someone with a towel in gym class yeah i'm looking at that line right there Ooh, dan is feel dan is having homosexual panic baby so oh, yeah so yeah he's in he's in panic mode which you know, Laracat always plays well. Dan's trapped yeah. in the closet as everybody's about to be trapped in the court. Hey. Yeah, because we find out from Art. Art comes in. Good news, bad news. Good news, bad news is such a great <laughs> so line. Good. Let's go with bad news. Well, basically, it's a mega storm and the island of Manhattan shut down. We're all stuck here. What's the good news? Don't have any. Long, I lied. Long pause. Yeah. I lied. It's like, oh, Art, you're so good. That line is almost as good as his next witty retort. So they're all like kind of talking about what's going to go on, go on. And Dan kind of wants to put it out there because he's got this, he's got this monkey on his shoulder. Now he comes up and he, la- he laughs. He's like, hey, you guys want to hear something? And they go, uh, Dan, it's just kind of serious. The court shut down. I think Billy's like, he's like, that guy is gay. They're like, all right. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> so? He, he's like, I got a little. Billy's like, we have a little situation going on. He's like, I've got a little situation over there. Basically, it's like, get a load of this. That guy? Gay? They're Thinks like, I'm gay. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he, thought, he thought I was one too. And that's the best line. Art goes, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, "Oh my god, that is perfect salt in on his psyche." Who fixes the toilet? Like the laboriest laborer 
you can find. And he also doesn't do it in a condescending way. No, His art's just, it's a genuine question, which oh, he plays it so beautifully, yeah. which is why it, it lands so well. Yeah, no one else like, has condescension in the episode whatsoever. As no. we found out throughout no. Night Court, this is the first time, we, it, it's to be expected of Dan, but it's it goes all the way back to the transgender person in like episode two, where Harry's like, eh. His gloves don't match his dress. Like, it's like, yeah. it's very accepted as it should be. Uh, right. And I think, you know, they, even for, you know, political climates or what people may think or anything, they also get away with it on this show, which is great that they utilize that advantage. Yeah. They get away with it because they also deal hand in hand with other things that are, you know, aren't, you know, uh, on the up and up, like prostitution or gambling or, Stuff like that, yeah. and so it gives them more leeway than I would imagine another show would necessarily have at that time. Like, the networks may come down on a family show with some heavy-hitting trans or right. gay, it's you know, plot s- line, but with Night Court, uh-huh. you know, I, maybe they, yeah. they're, they're given a little extra leeway, and I think to utilize that leeway in a good to, for a good mm-hmm. purpose is really smart. It seems, yeah, like they can do that because of the fluidity of the show. It'd be a harder sell to do the gay episode on Cheers. Right. Just because then it will seem preachy. This way, it's just like coming, going in and out. Like it's just this person is in the here. There and they can the- make the funny jokes with Dan Fielding to get mm-hmm. away with it. Yeah. yeah. There is the best. Well, not. The best, but it seems like the first. I just heard something with Norman Lear, who's still kicking around. Norman Lear is 90-something years old. He has six kids, ranging from Jesus. 22 to 71. Holy Jesus. fuck. Yeah. So, anyways, Norman Lear is a genius in my mind, and he is responsible for one of the first, like, uh, uh, what would you call it, I guess, enlightened episodes on being gay, where old Archie is like, Becomes buddy buddy with this ex pro ball player, and they go and have a beer. And he's like, like he's like, oh, these fruits, all fruits are nuts, and nuts, all nuts are fruits. And he's like, well, I'm a fruit. And so like he has to like come to terms with this like hunky, like strapping, like all American ball player. And I think he actually does somewhat come around as as much as old Archie Bunker comes around too. My second point is. Uh, to your point, to play devil's advocate, and I feel like in some hoity toy, I wish I was still in college because I could, they'd, they'd say you have to come up with some antithetical thesis on something. You could write a thesis that Night Court is actually uh, uh, at fault. I guess I can't think of the right word here because the reason they they are allowed to tackle homosexuality is because they're allowed to tackle the weird or the right, quote-unquote, the, the queer, yeah. But I don't think that's oh, yeah. the case, but you could just make I, a devil's I, advocate point. I think that's totally right, though. Like, I think it meets in the middle. I just think that they take that and use it to their advantage. Like, yeah. if that's the boss's attitude of it, so be it. But we're going to throw a little heart into it, and hopefully oh, yeah. that comes across. I think it can be both. And they don't fall into any stereotypes that... The, the quote unquote gayest thing the guy does is have a like a a cutesy gay dog, but we find out like that is even yeah earned. like that like gets... that's just not a useless affectation. Yeah, yeah he's he's that straighter than any away. straight man with a like <laughs> with a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's a brute. 
Yeah. Right. We'll we'll definitely get into it. But for right now, we're in the courtroom. Art's come in. Mm-hmm. They're all stuck. Uh, Billy is trying to be ski, all yeah. optimistic. Lodge, right? Yeah. It's going to be just like a ski lodge. Which old, One of the best bits of the episode. Old bum walks by, blowing yeah. his nose in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> I'm sure Dan has something to say to that, right? Is that the comeback, or does Sporting he just walk news. by and we cut away? I oh, think he no. Does. I, he, oh, really? It's I, no. He because he goes, oh, is that Jean Pierre Lillet or something? Oh, or must yes, Jean Claude Pinot Pinot or something. Yeah. No, Lily. Lily. Who is and, that? I don't know. It's a famous skier, I'd imagine. And who is Nanook? Uh, oh, Nanook is a famous Eskimo. It's a. It's uh, from a, a one of the first doc. Oh, Inuit. I'm Inu- sorry. Yeah, Nanook of the North. It was a filmmaker went up t- and filmed this uh, uh, Eskimo. If that's spicy, I don't know. Is Nanook Inuit. spicy? No, no. I, I said Eskimo. I think it's. Uh, sp- I could see it coming. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's one of like the first documentaries. Are you like, fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm bleeping it. I'm bleeping. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, Archie Are Bunker you? in the house. I was Archie. I, I don't know oh where it came god. from. Oh my god! German Day Parade. It came from, da- it came from this Someone episode. Came... I'm feeling spiced. Someone spiced, just came spiced from Spiced pumpkin latte fest. over here. Oh my god! It is horrendous. Yeah, that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> The, the pause, ma- the pause always makes it. Mm. <laughs> it's used <laughs> icing on the cake always makes it oh so sweeter. Uh, in that transaction, do, do we meet that fat biker in the gallows? Not yet. Do no. we? Is um, it not so, yet? No. no, it's not yet. So um, yeah, my next note is Kaiser Harry because yeah. what happens is. Harry's trying to figure yeah. out he's trying to organize like what's gonna happen from here. So he sends yeah. Mac to the kitchen to go check on the food. Oh, he gets shitty with Mac first because he's like, Mac, we may run out of food, like basically asking him about the cafeteria, and he's like, Ooh, it's uh like fajita Tuesday, and he's like, No! I wanna <laughs> know how much food there is. How so could how like, can they oh. not have enough food? <laughs> right? right? This it's the, well, yeah. It's just to set up this it's, it's it's a home TV run show. of a right. joke. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Duh. Um. So so Mac leaves to go check on that, and then Harry's like, "Dan, go check on blankets." Yeah. Yeah. So he needs Dan to go check on whatever floor, basement, whatever, how many blankets they have. Yeah. To give to people, and, and Dan's Dan like, has- "Ooh, I I hope they're not rough. I have sensitive yeah. skin." Yeah. It's like, oh, Danny Which boy. Is- Perfect. Also such a dandy comment, um, which, you know, th- he plays it off really well. So then we go to the elevator. Yep. Dan has to push the button for the elevator. We realize w- when the elevator opens, there's a gentleman standing next to him. We don't see him. It's just his back. We realize when the en- elevator opens and the two gentlemen enter that it's Warren. Oh, no, it's gay Warren. Oh, but you guys so, knew. You guys knew oh, right oh, away, yeah. right? As soon as oh, he stepped course. in line for that elevator. You were like, oh, oh, here we, I, I, I just went, here we go. Yeah. So, um, 
And then I don't have the exact lines, but Dan's basically, you know, again, with the stereotyping, like, all the gays are out to get ya. Well, just clawing at his man he goes, meat. I'm ROTC combat trained, which is amazing and in the first cl- place. Absolutely not true. And Dan then, would get ripped apart by old, well, I liked it old gaggle of the movies I've seen. I liked it because it's ROTC. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not actual combat trained. Like right, it's college, college army class. Yeah, like you went to a couple classes in college to help with your student loans. Like yeah, and then um, work. Don't you have to go to like Iraq if you do an ROTC? I think now, but honestly, it's National Guard. It's literally back then ROTC was basically like volunteer. It was an 80s comedy yeah. that was never made. Really? Oh, with Larry like, What a hilarious... The ROTC. ROTC uh, in the USA. Uh, then Jack uh, Warren has a great line in, after the ROTC, and he's like, uh, Special Forces Airborne, like, just lists off this. So it's like, yeah, oh, exactly. damn, Warren was a... Warren's a killer. Warren is, a, again, yeah, Warren is a... Is they the, will bond the over, man. over over mass scumbummery, I guess. It has nothing to do with So, the, yeah. So, the so they say that bit. Elevator closes. And now we go back to Chambers because everybody except Dan yeah. is trying to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. So. Uh, the note I have is just the bull's gag after they kind of like. Because we come back and we it's cold as hell. We find out people are they're stuck there all night. There's no food. We're not there yet. Okay. Um. So Art <laughs> comes into Chambers. I'm sorry. Art comes she's into Chambers. Har- she's as harsh as Gay Warren. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you want to skip ahead two no, scenes, by all kidding. means, we'll just skip I'm just it. Kidding. No, I really I'm, don't. I'm joking. Care. I'm j- I just wanted. To, I don't. I just. Give a I just shit. notice. As we've, <laughs> we've I, I, I only, I only saw an opportunity to get in there because as progressive <laughs> as we're being, I think over the last about four times we've shifted into calling him Gay Warren. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, but you said that horrible Inuit line. Yeah. <laughs> so Art comes in. Uh-huh. Power is out. Power is going out. We see the lights flickering. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's just like, you know, don't worry about it. Or it's like, er- the generators will kick in. They'll take care of everything. And then there's kind of a pause and he has a realization moment. He goes, except the elevators. Cut to the elevator. Dan and Warren are in. Mm-hmm. Just stops. You hear the, the, the prototypical. Yeah, the, like power down. Like, and then. Warren has a great line, looks over at Dan and goes, call me Warren. Yes. And then cut to commercial. Then when we come back, we're in the hallway. Mac has come back into the fray and he's telling everybody all the food is gone. Yep. Even the rat lettuce under the jello, he says. Yeah. Yeah. So literally all of the food in the cafeteria is gone. Let's not split hairs. We'll um, just run with that. No okay. Need. Bull comes out with to- a toilet paper roll. Like just a ratty, squished. Oh, yeah. Three-fourths of the way used toilet paper roll. And he just holds it up at face high and goes, this is it. For the floor? For the building. 
That old Selma walks out, sees the toilet paper, and goes, I'll start the bidding at $50. She's dump heavy yeah. in this episode. <laughs> Real <laughs> yeah. Estelle Getty. I guess. We knew where all the food went. It was Selma. Oh, yeah. She's eating that jello lettuce. So then we, we go into mm-hmm. court, and basically Harry's going to announce this to all of the gallows. Yes. Kind of, you know, give them an update of, of what's going on, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we meet our gallows, the leader of the gallows. This episode, uh, just a big giant fat biker. The old dude. he. There's one every episode where I just go, God damn, it's gonna bother me the whole time. I don't know where that guy's from. I figured oh, it really? out though. I oh really? Yeah. Where? Son-in-law. Oh, Who the shit, fuck is he? he is in son-in-law. son-in-law. He's, He's the, like the field man. hand from Son-in-Law. That could- oh my. Gosh. That was it. Yeah, totally. I couldn't place really? it either. Yep. I did not. I love Son-in-Law. I I apologize for that comment. Um, I don't. That's a great movie. I, I love Son-in-Law. I cannot. Be- I I still. I know exactly who you're talking about now, and I still would not have recognized him. I did not recognize the one him. Who That's amazing. The pigs on Pauly Shore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, He's got that that accent. Um. So I, we find out he f- finds out there's no food. And then uh, makes a reference. I'm sure the movie wasn't out, but basically to the the movie Alive, or and the incident with the Brazilian soccer team that crashes in the Andes Mountains and yep. resorts to cannibalism to stay alive. And he's like, basically, like I shouldn't have skipped breakfast or something, and like <laughs> licks his chops and walks away. There's well, talk basically- of a box of milk duds around, though. Oh, that's right, a riot. Was that farther ahead? What? Yeah, like three scenes, but that's okay. I spoiled the milk does line. Yeah, the, that's the riot that happens much later. Oh, son of a bitch! It's okay. So, so basically, Harry's screaming at mm-hmm. these people, and the guy's like, "I'm hungry." Yeah. And then you know, well, I, I bet you are. Leaves so mm-hmm. on and so forth. He's talking to Mac Max like you're crazy. Oh, breakfast! It's yeah. totally my fault. Um. And then Art comes back in and says, I've got good news. He was. He said, I've got news. I don't know if it's good news oh, or bad. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay. And he's like, Fielding stuck in an elevator. And they're like. Yeah, I don't know. So. Is it? Yeah. And he's like, but he's stuck with that Warren guy. And they're like, I'm not sure if that's good news or bad news either. Selma does doesn't get it. Billy catches them up on it. Uh, yeah, I hated that exposition. And like, it is so you, you know that guy from the case before. He's gay, and that uh, Dan he thinks Dan. I was just like fucking throw her outside to the cold. <laughs> it's really sad that one who didn't watch the episode would think that you just overacted that and you nailed what she did yeah. perfectly. Like it was horrendous. Also, maybe it was filler, like for time. They didn't I don't it. know why they did it. They didn't have to catch us up on anything. I yeah. wouldn't have known that Selma wasn't in on it, like that Selma wasn't specifically there for that scene. Like it's totally fine, yeah, and you could have had the Selma line tedious to set up, like the joke. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. Selma would have been in on what was going on. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why they had Billy clarify that in the first place. Mm-hmm. But Does, whatever. 
What joke does it lead to? Selma goes, these Uh, are the days of our lives. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. Oh, fucking Selma. Just a fucking... (laughs) She needs her uh, Lamigdal or whatever the fuck medication. Yeah, Uh, so then... And then we cut to the elevator. And then we pick up... the piggyback off of Warren's gag where he's like, you can call me Warren. And they have a little exchange where he's like, we should at least get to know each other. And he's like, my name is Dan, but my friends call me Killer. Oh, yeah. Um, I just have, so they go back and forth. like Because ha- you just kind of know what happens here. They go back and forth. Dan's a homophobe. Uh, he's like, he just, uh, Warren's finally like, are you really that stupid? And yeah. Uh, he's like, I thought, I thought my dad was a, sh- or I thought I disappointed my dad because Dan's just mm-hmm. being so super ignorant. And then you guys are gonna, you're probably not gonna like this because then I just shift to like, oh boy, this kind of jumps to weird because basically, eventually they're just like, there's this weird equating to or equation of of symbolism of, uh, gay people are spiders. Oh no, that comes is that that's the when they start to bond, when they bond over something that scares the both of them. What am I missing? Uh, what am I missing? <laughs> Come on. Chronologically. So so basically they're talking and you know, Dan's kind of not having it and and Dan is referencing the poodle and Dan actually gets a, a stereotypical gay affectation like oh, yeah what about, like what about your little poodle oh yeah yep. um that's why i warren's, have this line i hate dan in this episode <laughs> and warren's warren's like uh i don't i don't even like poodles i do yeah. that for f- fucking saint <laughs> amato italiano gambino gambini parade is <laughs> It's the saddest parade. I wish I could take my Skype tablet. Everybody, as you can hear that, I wish I could take my Skype tablet over because it's like, like, yeah, New York's known for big parades, but it's really pushed the small ones into real sadness territory. So if I go to that window right now, you can hear the old bass drum. There's one bass drum, one guy tooting on a horn, and like nine other people, and then a cop car in front and a fire engine in the back, and they have to block all of Vernon Avenue, all of this avenue in Long Island City. It's just like, it's so fucking loud, too. God. All right. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. No, so so Warren kind of slaps back, and he's just like, I made $140,000 a year yeah. on this. How did you do? And Dan's like... Surprise. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he, he basically, you know, they, they go back and forth a little bit and Dan's like, you're my kind of man. Huh? And then real, you know, realizes what he's done. But not like that. And was just like, I can't believe I just said that. And then we cut back to court. Uh-huh. And previously we missed it. Um, Billy, when we were in court before, Billy has said like, maybe because we're out of food. Oh, we could yeah. do campfire songs, and everybody's kind of like, eh, whatever. Sure, so we do a a deep cut back to co- a straight cut back to court, and now Billy is performing said campfire mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, in the most obnoxious old Johnny the Woodchuck or something. Yeah, yeah. Billy the Billy's wood, leading uh, the parade that's outside yeah. Hans's office right exactly. now. Exactly, she probably is, but she got yeah, demoted like, like her entire <laughs> life to tooting on the old. 
skin. I don't know. <laughs> and they're just watching her. Like ev- everybody in the gallows is clearly looking at her like she's fucking insane. Our our night court cast mm. is looking at her like she's insane. Selma has a line. Oh, Thank yeah. God I have no lunch to bring up. Oh yep. Um, Truer words are so- never spoken, Selm. And then um, this is when the 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 riot is is happening. Like Matt comes in oh, and yeah. says, like he stopped a riot because there's no food left. Got word of there were a box of milk duds in the building. Somewhere. Yeah, there was a box of milk duds. Then Q Art yeah. coming in saying that Bull went out to oh, get yeah. more food. The snow tunnel cave in. Yeah, anybody it's taken away. So yeah, Bull Bull had a plan. We find out he uh, dug a tunnel out the front door to try and find food. But uh, <laughs> what is this? Fucking it's a hot rod parade. Go look outside for some Ferraris with shitty fucking Italian flags on the end. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. So Bull Bull went out to get food, and it looks like he's not coming back. Nope. Best laid plans. Poor Bull. Light a candle for him. Uh, and then we're back in the elevator, right? And this is this when is a coat. Uh, Dan is clearly uncomfortable. He's clearly freezing. So Warren offers him his jacket. Like, just take it. And Dan's like, no, 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 no. And he just, he insists to the point. So Dan puts the coat on. And then we start to get also, history I, of- Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really quickly, I like that that kind of points to- now, stereotypically, not, you know, mm-hmm. in gender roles, stereotypically, yeah. you know, the man gentleman. gives the gentle, yeah. exactly, the gentleman who can, uh. who's stronger, can handle it better, yeah. gives the lady, like, his jacket when yeah. she's cold, you know, so it's also just that really subtle moment of, you know, Dan may be straight, but he's still he a is. sissy. Like yeah. he's a baby. He's a big baby. Yeah, like I'm cold. he uh, needs the coat more because he's and this Warren guy yeah. is put together, handling the situation, not you know getting yeah. cold or anything like that, and can give his coat. So I liked that little yeah. moment of between the two, yeah. quote unquote, stereotypically again, Warren being the mm-hmm. man yeah. in the situation. Mm-hmm. And we didn't cover it before, but we. To just add on to, like, how much of a man Warren is. Yeah. Like, he makes a shit ton of money off of the dogs, but he doesn't even like dogs. Yeah. He's he just like, does that bitch made work. me a ton of money. Like, they, the situation is quickly softened by the scumbummery of both of them. Yeah. That's their bonding. They're just scumbags. They're bonding, yeah. So, he Warren, Warren gives Dan his jacket, and we find out about his past. The jacket belonged to one of his friends, and Dan's like, oh, your friend. We find out it belonged to Warren's boyfriend or husband. Former companion. Former companion. And they we get to, he just was a, he died. He wasn't well, a healthy dude. Yeah. Dan goes, well, what did he do? Did mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Kind of still, you know, just. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of egging him on, I guess. And, and uh, Warren goes, you know, in a way he did, he died. And what I thought. When I went to it, I was like, mm-hmm. shit, hold on, 1984, New York City. Oh, my God, they're going to cover AIDS. Yeah, I thought that, too. I and like, I was oh. like, oh, and my God, and Dan's going to flip out about the jacket like he's a goddamn. That's exactly. No, I really thought. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is the appropriate time right, to yeah. hit. Like, 
we're more than halfway through this episode. Like, like we don't have the time to cover this. But I really liked what they did. They did actually not mention that at all. Dan said, um, you know, how did he die? And Warren just very casually goes, you know, like anybody else, he worked too hard, drank too much, smoked, oh, like didn't, didn't, exercise. didn't exercise like a lot of guys, which I thought was really smart because that's that's a thing that guys die of, especially right, like no. heart disease. Like your your Midwesterners that are watching this, they're like, oh, yeah, I had a buddy. You know what I sure. like? You know, it normalizes mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. and. I like that a so lot. So I, I liked that it was just like he died like anybody else who died too early. Um and it it softens Dan a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you know, then actually asked genuinely, you know, were you together long? And he said, We you know, we got ten years, which is yeah. you know, whatever. Not yeah. not great, but good. Um and then Warren very, very nicely says, Can we change the subject? Yeah. And Dan here we here's the moment that it turns. Dan again. Now he's trying. He's trying Dan's yeah. trying to be nice. It's he's not meaning to be offensive, but he goes, "How about the Bolshoi Ballet?" Yeah, uh, which that's is sissy just, stuff. And yeah. yeah, Warren has that line, which is great. Yeah. Like again, making Dan look, look like, like an ignorant w- asshole. But yeah, more of the sissy than than mm-hmm. Warren. So I don't know. Adults don't really it. say sissy though, do they? It's like, what did we talk about last episode? They've utilized Tummy. sissy. They've utilized sissy in the episode. So that's why I'm using that verbiage. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Gotcha. I don't particularly think that. I think that I'm I'm using the stereotypes that are in place for this episode. Um, You're not coming up with your own off the cuff? And then Dan apologizes. And then we get into the spider thing. So take it away. Because Dan admits he's like, I apologize for my behavior. I think the reason was I felt threatened. And he yeah. admits, like, that's why. And then he and Warren bond over it. Warren's like, ah, I get that way when I uh, when I see spiders. Yeah. And Dan's like, oh, I hate spiders. And they talk about specifics. The, the little one with the red spot. And the arachnid Warren hotel. Like, it's like, it's the yeah. best in spider uh, retrieval. It's like, oh, I'll have to try that. Uh, so they, 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 there's a thawing. Of tensions for these two and their bonding. Yeah, I well now now that we've covered the spiders, I want to go back to what Han said. What you, you thought that this was an analogy for all gay people are spiders? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my theory, my hypothesis is that some scumbum is in the writers' room that got his hand up at the opportune moment, and he's like, "I know what I'll have them bond over. I'll have Warren be in, be a self hater." I'll revive Dan's homophobic tendencies, and I'll really give it to gay people by putting the affectation of spiders with little red backs on them. Let's put them all in hotels. Spider genocide. No? Did nobody else got that? No. I can't say that I did. You didn't think think that when Bull brings the Twinkies, too? No. No. Oh, boy. Uh, we're, we're not digging deep enough on these episodes. I honestly, like, I like I, I guess chronologically, I was more on point this episode, but I know I'm talking a lot about it, but I thought it was really amazing that this show covered this in such a nice yeah. way. Yeah, I'm being which... totally hyperbolic. Absolutely. In fact, I didn't, 
I'm just grasping at straws here as I look at my horrible notes. I was like, huh, gay people are spiders, and I wonder why I wrote that. <laughs> Bo brings Twinkies. I think he brought Twinkies. Yes, he, did, he yeah. does. That's that's next. I'm I'm I'll you guys take it away for the rest of it. You got it. Well, I hope we didn't miss this part, and Ash, we might have. Uh, you you always have the chronology best here. I love the our uh, our friend from Son-in-Law. The actor's name is Dennis Berkeley. I love his bit with Selma, where he's like, oh, he's like, take yes. a number out of the hat. She's like, what is this? He's like, it's a lottery. She picks a number, three. What's it for? And he takes his old big old sausage fingers and puts them on his arm. He goes, oh, you don't have to worry about it till I'd say Tuesday. Yeah, and he yeah. feels her. He feels he her arm. Feels her arm, like, and that we did miss it. That was the scene when Billy is performing. Oh, yeah, because right. he when he's talking about the the soccer team that eats each other, he his his solution to everyone not starving is like, we'll do a lottery to see who gets eaten first. So that was the callback to Selma getting sized up. Uh, and then yeah, Bull returns from the frozen tundra that is New York. In the most ridiculous outfit. Liz, you know, the old stocking cap, the oh, yeah. earmuffs, big bowl of snowman I have. Uh, and he returns with food and he's like, this is all they had. So I assume he just goes to a bodega and has like a rucksack full of Twinkies for everybody. Which is smart. Twinkies do last forever. Uh That's what I really liked it. Like I, I put in Twinkie exclamation like... It's kind of the quintessential snack. Like, it's a go-to. Yeah. Like, I, it makes perfect sense. Like, everybody likes a Twinkie. I don't think... I wonder... Oh, my God. You'd be so... If you just had Twinkies to... I mean, God God willing, but if you just had Twinkies to survive on, because they are, they are pretty sugar spiky. Uh, yeah. It would be a pretty... Oh. Uh, it would be a pretty... Um, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, emotional if you're ride. actually hungry and you eat a twinkie out of hunger yes yeah like no wonder there was a riot i used to eat uh, those i know it's not twinkies i don't think twinkies are made by little debbie but uh are there hostess maybe whatever it is I those think, box of, i think they're hostess yeah those box of sweet cakey treats i used to eat them by the box like zebra cakes and shit oh yeah and the i Swiss just can't imagine rolls. yeah how it's like just doing that, I just can't imagine doing that. One, because it would just like instantly, I would, oh, would retain it. But two, just like, I have a feeling it, it would feel like that's how lame I am, but it would feel like a, like a, like a, like a drug day. Snorted, snorted a rail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'd move to the hallway because Art fixes the elevator, right? Well, there's a great bit. Where they're talking about the elevator and Harry's like, can't we do anything? And Art's like, I got an idea. He moves, physically moves Harry to the right, goes over, looks at the buttons, presses it. Goes, ah, that didn't work. And he just walks away. Yeah. No, just that art gag when it was just sort of like he sizes everything up and then nothing happens. Uh, but then the lights kind of like, or the generator, something happens and, and a fireman comes in. Right. And announces yeah, like right. everything will be OK. We'll get everybody out. Uh, the power's back up uh, to which point 
everybody rushes to the hallway or I case to the elevator because mm-hmm. they know the elevator. They they hit the button. The elevator comes up. The doors open. Old Warren's got his arm around Dan. I think Dan. Yeah, Dan's asleep. Sleep. To yeah. which Warren just goes, uh, "Quick, somebody take a picture." Yeah. And then Dan's kind of like nuzzles in closer. <laughs> it's good. To cold tag, yeah. classic Looney Tunes cold tag. Yeah, that's it. There's no that's the suit bit. Yeah, the suit court. bit. Oh God, right to tie it all together. Uh, so we come back after that, and uh, Mac is going to give the fat biker. He's like, "Here you go. Here's your Twinkie. Hit the road." And the guy's like, you know, with a toothpick in his mouth, licking <laughs> oh, yeah. his teeth. And he's like, "No, I'm good. I already ate." And he stands up and walks out. And I'm then, stuffed. I'm stuffed. Yes. And then he stands up and walks out, and we just see like a cartoon, just an empty suit in a hat. Yeah, on on the bench. He just sucked the the guy right out of his suit. I like that. I like that bit of fantasy. No, I like it too. So you know, yeah, yeah. So the the last bit is Mac giving the look like, wait, what? What? Uh, uh, kind of a double take. To freeze, baby, freeze on Mac. Mac Lamore. All right, gavel banks for the blizz. Ooh, Mac Lamore. That's a uh, an alluding to something. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, seven, hmm. eight, maybe gavel banks. I really liked this episode. I gave it a seven, seven and I would have given it an eight except for, I didn't really like, I feel like it was a little bit choppy. Mm-hmm. Like if we actually looked at it, which is probably why we got derailed so many times, it went back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth so many times where we could have just had less yeah. transitions. Um, What? Hans is giving me a face like I'm crazy. No, I'm giving you a face. Uh, I'm not giving a face. I'm, I'm My face is looking like classic dope face because I just went in my head and went, yeah, we did go back and forth a lot. And then, and then my mind went to like, what kind of device can I use that, uh, so the audience doesn't want to string us up, uh, <laughs> to lock us in an elevator. I'll, I'll come up with something. No, it, it really did. It went back and forth a lot in terms of scenes, which it really didn't need to. We could have just had a couple longer scenes yeah. in court and just a, you know, a couple longer scenes in the elevator. But then we also had the hallways, like mm-hmm. everything was, a little bit choppy transition wise for me. And the, the jokes didn't play to like a straight cut to this. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? It, it yeah. wasn't needed. So I thought that it was a bit confusing. And I also, because of it, I didn't really like or get the cannibal bit with the, yeah, with either. the guy. Like it just kept annoying me. Like I wanted to get, to I wanted more art bits, or oh, yeah. I understand why well why it was there, but the choppiness that I felt that it, mm-hmm. that was at fault. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I blamed it on that bit, and I didn't like it. That the, it was yeah. it was a bit foolish. It was it was pretty it was pretty goof. It was unnecessary. You had so many strings already. You had so, yeah, exactly like. You've got bull going out. You've got, you know, the courtroom stuff. You've got the elevator stuff, which you're taking away in, to be in the elevator yeah. a lot. And then you've got the art stuff, which was genius. Like, mm-hmm. 
it, it didn't need that extra. We should have just stayed in court a little bit more. Should have yeah. just stayed in the elevator a little bit more. The, re- the reason I didn't give it lower than a seven is because I really thought that, number one, we did have a lot of good zingers and jokes on point, yeah. and I genuinely was really impressed and surprised with how they dealt with, you know, Dan's mm-hmm. homophobia and, you know, the viewer's homophobia in general. I thought that was addressed really, really well, so I could never give that episode a low score. No, and I agree. I What took it away from me is the fact that we kept leaving the elevator like that was the best part so to yeah. jump away from that scene to have the fat biker from son-in-law give you a gag that's not that great like i was just like we could have spent more time with warren and dan god and i wonder that's such a there. great point i wonder if that was intentional to where they were like got notes were like it's just too much too much i think probably Maybe not even the note part, but like definitely there was a, a discussion like, and mm. I, I think they didn't want to heavy hit it too right. hard, which is funny because they fucking heavy such- hand so many oh, other things yeah. so poorly that with Dan, with it being mm-hmm. Dan and not Harry, I think they could have, you know, done even more yeah and it not been too preachy and yeah. i think sometimes we borderline on preachy when we have a message it at night court after school especially sometimes but this was working i really yeah it was really it was working going. i think and maybe i, I uh, like the go no no go oh i was just gonna say maybe they have old fat biker uh uh what's his name again dennis berkeley maybe the actor actually had to eat because he was <laughs> he's been in like Every Reinhold Weege thing. He's been in a few episodes oh, really? of Night Court. He's in Dave's World. He's in everything Pauly Shore has done, by the way, whether in front of the camera or behind it. I think he's just a good dude. So they're like, yeah, right. get, get Berkeley and get him something. I think he did well. And I really would have liked that cannibal bit if it would have been done differently mm-hmm. sure like i thought it was funny and i did like the payoff at the end but because i didn't care about that string mm-hmm. i was just kind of like all right like good clothes and yeah. then i was i was over it but it still got a seven like we're debating mm-hmm. i'm debating this right now and it still has a seven i think it's far superior to earlier episodes in the season oh, easily, that i did yeah. not like at all i'm going i'm going art 10 uh, uh, ability to tackle a, a touchy subject at the time 10 uh, episode 6 for no reason other than I was just like yeah just didn't like didn't uh, I don't know sometimes it just wasn't my favorite episode like I, yeah. I, I sometimes I just have to rate it on like you know what I probably just wouldn't go back and watch this one yeah, no, I I agree. I wouldn't go back and watch this one. I also there are somewhere. Sometimes it hits both of us. Sometimes it's one or yeah. the other. But neither of us was like, "Holy shit, you have to pause." I'm laughing too hard. Yeah, or like, right. that's, yes, that's something. Yes, that's fucking amazing. Like there are some even in some episodes that I don't rank well. That I there's that one line like that gets me and I just can't stop laughing. And I didn't have any of those moments. This Art one. had a couple good ones. I definitely got to again. I'll give it to him. I I just yeah yeah there was no uh, huge yeah yeah that's a great point. That's a good way to gavel back. Dan and yeah, Dan and Art judge. had good gags, but nothing. Yeah, I agree. Like, seven. 
So two six, sevens and a six. Two sevens and a six. It's not. That's not bad. It's not bad. I give. No. I give Billy a. Uh, we won't oh. even get into Billy, man. She. We know what she gets. She gets a zero. Send her up with the Inuits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the night is long and full of weirdos. It sure is, and I think we got a we got a big weirdo coming up next episode. Big weirdy. Biggest. All right. Have a good night. Court. Court. Hey, there it was, uh, case number 22, The Blizzard. All right, guys, I got good news and I got bad news. I already messed that up. How about I got bad news and I got good news? The bad news is this episode's over. The good news is I lied. Um, that, I mean, how, I don't think that could have went worse. I don't think I could have delivered that worse. And that's the beauty of radio, baby. You can't go back and fix it. All right. If you like this episode, first off, thanks for listening. If you like the episode, go back and check out the previous 22. And there's a turlet tape in there. Um, tell your friends on Facebook if you think they'll dig it too. Old sitcom, uh, sickos like ourselves, night weirdos, we call us. Um, also, uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate it, review it, yeah, write a review. That's the, that helps other people find the pod. So they've told me, I don't know. I don't know who they is one. And I don't know if they're telling the truth Two, the, tr- the truth. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have anything else. Check us, check out our other podcast, jerk practice also on Apple podcasts and Google play and our Facebook page is at jerk practice pod. And we have a blog jerkpractice.com. Um, Hey man, we're on YouTube too. That's a new one. I'm sneaking in. So when you're checking out those sassy night court clips, type in jerk practice comedy. I'm sure. Cause if you just type in jerk practice, you're going to get somebody that looks like bull doing squats. All right. I think that's enough out of me. Uh, gavel bang night court. What are you going to do next? Art? Give the plumbing a shot. We've got icicles hanging out of the faucets and most of the toilet water is frozen over. <laughs> Give the plumbing a shot. We've got icicles hanging out of the faucets and most of the toilet water is frozen over. We've got icicles hanging out of the faucets and most of the toilet water is frozen over. 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 Toilet water. Toilet water. Toilet. 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 Toilet water is frozen over.